Good evening, everyone. It's Brigitte Limbanda here. This evening, I'm hoping to interview author Mary Elizabeth Jackson. She has just released a brand new book called Pulicious Look at Me. Looks like Mary has come online and we can actually go ahead with this info. Hi, Mary. Hi, everybody. Oh, my gosh. That was a feat. Anyways, good morning, honey. So for the benefit of our viewers... Will you tell us what your name is and what do you do? <laughs> Hi, I'm Mary Elizabeth Jackson, and uh, I'm a friend of Borgetti's, and uh, I'm a mother of three. Um, I'm also an author. Uh, my second book is just launching today in my children's series, so I'm just over the moon excited. I'm also an advocate for special needs, disabilities, and um, MTHFR, which we've never really talked about, but it's a, um, it's a genetic mutation that uh, I have, as well as my children and my husband, and 30 to 50% of the population out there has it and doesn't know it. So it's, you know, it's kind of an important, it's important to know and be checked. Uh, it's very easy testing, but uh, it does affect a lot of things in your body. So anyways, but today we're here to talk about the next Poolicious book. And Thornton is on a Skype call with the Canadian music, uh, singer, songwriter, artist, and Alice is working. So we're going to get together again, aren't we? Be on here and do Thornton and Alice and you and I on here. So Absolutely. Yeah. But I thought today, you know, let's just get to know who you are a, a, a little bit. So I've got a few questions for you so that the audience can get to know you as well. Okay. Yes, ma'am. You could have a superpower. What would it be? Oh, wow. wow. Oh, my gosh. There's so many that are so cool. How do you pick one? Um. Oh, oh my gosh. Huh. Power of healing. That would be it. The power okay. of healing. healing myself, healing others healing the world wouldn't that be awesome that would be that'd awesome be that's a that's a good one that's a good one yeah that'd be okay. a much better so place. tell tell me tell us one thing that you would never leave home without <laughs> okay mascara and eyeliner <laughs> okay <laughs> no no i'm kidding uh what would i never leave home without uh phone and wallet Phone and wallet, probably. Now, if you're going to be stranded on a, on a desert island, I'd want my mascara for sure. You know, because you never know, right? I'm just kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And I never leave okay. home without my toddler. So, you know, he's pretty much with me always. So you don't want to leave your toddler behind. No, you don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So if you were given a million dollars, what would you do with it? Wow, you've got good questions this morning. Um, well, since I've thought about that often, uh, what would I do with a million dollars? I have family that I would take care of, right? Um, and uh, I'd be able to uh, put my kids, um, there would be money set aside for college, so all college is taken care of, even after college. But um, I would actually use the money for um, nonprofit ideas and, um, you know, things that would things would help um, children out who don't have as much in life and don't have exposure to um, maybe some of the things that could better their 
future, you know, so that they could come out from where they are and be able to learn tools and go on and and, and really make something of themselves. So I, I would put money, I would spend money on doing things like that, education and tools and um, um, giving them things, helping to give them things that would um, help them to be able to turn their lives around, you know, and, and really make something awesome with out of themselves and in their life. That would be after, you know, everybody in the family would want their cut of the million dollars, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause everybody Absolutely. would come crawling out of the woodwork. Wouldn't they? Everybody, you don't even see anymore. Right. Or you haven't talked to in a while. Oh, Hey, um, could you help me pay off this? You know, you hear those stories about people who win the lottery and stuff. And it's like, you know, everybody they know comes looking for them. <laughs> I can totally see that. Yeah. Okay. So here's one. What are you most afraid of? Serious afraid or funny afraid? Anything. Okay. Probably um, leaving my, uh, passing on and leaving my children before I can get them raised up in life and, and see them married and with their own children. That's a big fear. That's a kind of a serious one. I can relate to that as a mom. I can relate yeah. to that as a mom. Yeah. And I guess okay. another fear is is having um, a lot of regrets in my life of things I didn't do that I wanted to do. I don't want to look back. You know, I've got enough of them. So I really don't want to add any more to the pile. Sounds good. Okay, so would you describe yourself as a messy person or a neat freak? It's cyclical. <laughs> it's mood-based, I think. And it, it has to do with time also. So what I would like for things to be and what they are, two different things for day, two different things, you know. Because if I had the time to be the neat freak that I'd like to be and everything organized, it'd be awesome. But the reality of life is, okay, I'll do that later. Okay, I'll get back to that later. So then, you know. I mean, my house totally looks lived in. You know, um, I was supposed to have that launch party on Sunday and I had to cancel it because the books weren't here yet. And so I had sent the message out. And so we were busy cooking uh, an Italian meal for like 30 people, uh, neighbors, and a couple of people didn't get the message. And so, of course, they came over and they're like, oh, can I come in your house? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's like. They have food everywhere and present, you know, wrapping and this and that and right, a flower on my face. And, you know, so it was totally a mess then. You know? Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, you know, a lived in home is a lived in home and it's lovely. Well, when you have a toddler, I mean, you clean it. It's funny when everybody cleans the girls and Charlie, they're like, God, I just cleaned this and it's a mess again. And I'm like, oh, welcome to my world. I mean, you know, you either wait till he's asleep or you just I don't know. You get to it when you get to it, you know. <laughs> so what would you say? is the best thing that's happened to you this year? Wow. Well, um, I, uh, I guess one of the best things that's happened to me is the books and like, you know, taking that chance on myself and, and, and going, okay, I'm going to leap. I'm going to close my eyes, but I'm going to leap and see if I land somewhere, you know, and, and not listening to all that self-doubt. So that would be one of the best things to do because it, I, I, I took a leap of faith. I trusted and God and I took a leap of faith and I did it and it like the doors opened, you know, and so I, I would think that testimony is one of the, the best things that's happened to me this year. My family is another great thing. All the wonderful uh, friendships and connections I've made through this year and just wonderful people I've met. Um, you know, it, it's um, it's been such a blessing. You know, it really has. It's been a tremendous blessing. So if you had to describe one word, what would it be? Um, oh, okay. Hey, Thornton is asking for the link. Do you want to send him the link through iMessenger so he can join us? I guess he's off Skype. Is that possible? 
Um, yes, I can. Or do you want me yes. to forward it off my phone? No, I can send it to him. Okay. All right. I'll text um, him. I'll let him know that it's coming through. Um, on, we're just going to take a second here and pause. Um, okay. A word that describes you say, did you say a word that describes me or describes this year? A word that describes you. Doing? I'm always doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Does that count? It's a word, you know. I asked. I asked for one word, so it's a word. So I guess that. Oh, my favorite word counts. is mindfulness. Yeah, my favorite word is mindfulness, and and really trying to be mindful about what you say, your thoughts, how you treat other people, um, how you live your life. So doing and mindfulness, and those are two which you only asked for one. So sorry. <laughs> so listen, so, are you getting ready for Christmas over there? Do you guys do Christmas? Um, yes, people in South Africa celebrate Christmas, but I don't. Personally, okay. I don't. But okay, that's but what I was wondering. People do um, celebrate Christmas around here. Okay. I'm going to look out for Thornton. I've I've sent him the link. Yeah, I texted so him. Let him know it's coming to him through iMessage. Yeah. So. so let's see if he if he's able to to join us. <laughs> he's like, I just finished writing and can join you. Then link. I can join you. Link, please. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I have sent him the link, so let's see if he can manage. Okay. Okay, so until Thornton joins us, um, if you were offered to, or, or no, let me rephrase, would you volunteer to go on the first commercial flight to Mars? Oh, God. <laughs> Probably not. I don't like airplanes or being on flights that long. <laughs> Let my kids go instead. I don't think so. And that's know, very we, long. That's very long. Yeah, we can't breathe on Mars, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see Wouldn't the movie? Look. Did you see the movie? Um, uh, what is that movie? Oh, good gracious. We love this movie. John Carter. Have you seen that movie, John Carter? Is it no, I haven't. Okay, you'll have to watch it. So he ends up, he goes through a portal and ends up on Mars, you know? And so it was only about 10 years old, I guess. But um, we always think that that would be so cool to do something like that. So if it was like that, probably it would be cool, you know? But on a flight, I'd rather take a portal, you know? We'd be there really quick. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd have to take a rain kick on that one. Yeah, I don't like closed-in places very much, so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so here's, an here's another one. Okay. What would you, right now, tell your 20-year-old self? Oh, my gosh. Do you have time? Do you have time to listen? <laughs> How much time do you have? Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. I would tell my 20-year-old self to always listen to the advice given and don't think you know it all because you know how 20 year olds are they think they know everything okay Thornton says he hasn't seen the link yet let me resend that to him again I'm sending to him in messenger it seems to have gone through from my side um but yeah, I don't so see that he's received it so I'm resending it as well his, um do you have his email do you want to send it through email um I'm sending it to him on messenger okay if you could let him know that it's on me on the messenger link. Okay. Let's see if he can find it now. Um, yeah, I would tell okay, him. Okay. I've got a good question for you now. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, how weird would you say you are? My interpretation and everyone else's is going to be different. So uh, 
what if you think you're you're sort of normal or mostly on good days normal, but everybody else thinks you're weird. <laughs> doesn't help, does it? Um, you know, I that's a good question. Do you think you're weird? Yeah, I think we're all weird, right? You know, I think I'm weird sometimes, you know, but I I I try to um appear sound mind for most days. Um I think when I'm running around and my schedule's so crazy, I probably look like you know, I have people say to me all the time. Hey, you only have three kids. I thought you had like five or six. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, well, yeah, there's there's a lot of times an extra kid. So maybe that's why they think I have more children than I really do. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think we're all kind of, we all have our little idiosyncrasies, you know? And sometimes people can appreciate them. Like-minded people can appreciate them. And then um, other people can't. Now, do I know weirder people than me that I love? Yeah. I have some friends who are like, and we tease them about it. (laughs) But it's awesome. I I think it's awesome, you know, just to accept people how they are. Because if we're all the same, it's really super boring. Absolutely. I can see see that uh, Thornton received my link now. So let's see if if he will join us in a minute or not. Um, okay. I'll keep an eye on that. You know In the meantime, my next question for you is, when you were growing up, what did you envision yourself becoming? What was your dream as a kid? What were you going to become? What was your big thing? Mm, my big thing in high school was I always wanted a psychology background degree because my mother was and has that education. So I grew up with that. So that always that psychology slash um, uh, therapy was always in my background to do teacher. You know, um, when I was in high school, my dream was to go into musical theater and to pursue that and that creative genre, um, dancing, acting, singing, all that stuff. That's, that's, if I could have done that every day of my life, I would have been just the happiest little pea on the planet. That would have been the creative expression that would have made me really happy and, and writing in there as well. But the academic side of me wanted to do psychology, teaching, therapy. So it was kind of like okay. two, you know? Yeah, no, I can, I can bloody imagine. Yeah. But dancing was my therapy. Dancing was everything to me. I just, it was just, and we're talking, you know, uh, clean dancing, you know, ballet and musical theater and you know those kind of things so but go ahead I think you're going to like the next question what time of the day are you most creative oh two to four o'clock in the morning kidding um (laughs) that happens to me a lot actually I wake up and it's like I you know like I I, um all these thoughts come and these words and poetry or whatever I'm like oh I just want to sleep can I just sleep can I write it in the morning when I wake up you know (laughs) and so sometimes I do have to get up and write it down because it doesn't come back the same way but I would say um early morning and then um sometimes in the evening before I go to bed things will come you know what I mean so I would say those two times are probably my best times and definitely when I have moments moments of quiet when I can at least just have no sound no interruptions then a lot starts to come so what was your inspiration for Pulicious look at me my son of course <laughs> he's the inspiration for all the toddler stuff um I mean he got out of the shower several months ago with his little superhero towel on and he ran to the bed and I went oh there's a book you know I sat down and wrote it in like 20 minutes and so now it's at a publisher's I'm waiting to see if they'll they'll take it on and um he is definitely the inspiration the picture on the book right there um 
was an actual picture taken of him that Alice has used uh, to create that picture. So um, he definitely, being able to see life through his eyes and the eyes of toddlers is is where the inspiration comes from. And just that, gosh, I mean, is there anything sweeter in the world than, you know, this young age and the way they see life and embrace it? And if we could just all do the same, wouldn't it just be absolutely amazing, you know, to, I don't know, just make the world a whole different experience mm-hmm. for all of us. If we could see life a little bit more like this, it's lighthearted and it's sweet and it's innocent and it's fun. And I mean, the doorbell rang the other night and little man goes, oh, Santa's here, you know, and it was the doorbell yeah. ringing. So, <laughs> you know, we were all chuckled about that. We're like, no, it's just the neighbor. <laughs> So, but I have the book right here. I know you have the picture up, but I'm going to show you the book right here. And um, on the front cover up here at the top left, uh, when you're looking at it, is a, is a really sweet uh, blurb that was written by Bryce um, Hitchcock, who is um, an actress. She's a singer, songwriter, and actress. She's a friend of Thornton's. And so she did this to us as a favor, which was really kind. <laughs> I do want to give acknowledgement to um, Susan, I mean, Sarah Wiseman, who is our friend, you know, and um, Sarah did a blurb for the book and she hers is on the back of the cover um, and then a really good friend of mine who is a teacher as, as well as well as a, a music producer um, and he wrote something for the back of the book as well so um, I'm really grateful to John Panera and, for, and to Sarah Wiseman for their contribution and to Bryce Hitchcock for their contribution for uh, their lovely word um, and it's really important to have those for your book um, what I decided what Thornton and I actually decided to do with this one is kind of continue on with uh, Poolicious growing up. So now we're kind of getting in the toddler stage of all the cans and can't do's, you know, all the, the things that toddlers try to do and get into. Um, and some are great and some are, well, you shouldn't be doing that, you know, kind of thing. But also to just continue to write it from the viewpoint of the child. Um, right. And and I love, I, I just, I love Alice's illustrations. They're so big and they fill up the page and the colors are beautiful. Um, let me see if I can show you one here. And the great thing about it is that, you know, little ones love the bigness um, of pictures and uh, objects and books. So I don't know if you can see this one right here, but I do love this little one right here so here's here's little Poolish just sitting here and he can grab his toys by himself and then mommy can relax on this sofa which is oh, nice, nice. <laughs> yes because he can do that all by himself and he doesn't even have to ask his mommy which is awesome right sweet so, yeah it's very congratulations sweet. on your second book mary this was this is this is great Thanks. where can people buy the book um, well, they can go to uh, blackrosewriting.com right now and get 10% off uh, to buy the book. And then it's also on Amazon and Kindle and Barnes & Noble online and um, area, you know, just other online stores that carry books. So um, actually this morning just went to put it on Goodreads. So I'm waiting for that because it's a process, you know. Um but those are the places that, you know, you can go purchase the book. And so I, I would like to ask, um, you know, anyone who watches our broadcast today to please share this broadcast out to others and please share this journey that uh, I'm on and Thornton's on and Alice is on. And, you know, it's really important to me to write things that I would want to read to my child. 
not just putting stuff out. I'm very passionate about this. It's really close to my heart. I put me in here. Um, and so um, I, I just want to share that with others. Um, reading between a child and a caregiver is just some of the most sacred time you can have with a little guy or little girl, you know, little one. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to do this and I want to write as long as I'm possibly able to write. I'm, I'm constantly being inspired. So I'm writing constantly all the time and, and putting those away for when, you know, they can come out.